This is Monday Mindset with Asian Warriors, Episode 17, Not Your Job. Aloha. My name is Ali Lothane. I've been empowering and inspiring others through yoga for over 15 years, specializing in yoga for teens. If you are ready to live life to the fullest and love it along the way, let's enjoy the journey together. Good morning, you guys. How are we all doing? I have had a head cold, allergies. Don't mind my voice being maybe like an octave lower today. Um, so excited. Our whole Freedom from Depression and Anxiety series is available for purchase. So you are going to want to go onto www.ishawarriors.com and type in the code FREEDOM, that's FREEDOM in all capital letters, to get $20 off of that awesome eight-week series. I think it's almost 40 videos, um, yoga classes, sleep helps, breathing exercises, journal prompts, and of course, the podcast that all go along with it all in one place. It's awesome. So anyway, feel free to gift that to whoever you love. I often feel overwhelmed with sadness when I hear tragedy on the news. And just recently there was a shooting in Texas where an 18 year old went into an elementary school and the unthinkable just rips your heart community's heart and I am reminded of a conversation that I had with my five-year-old soon after I started Isha Warriors and she turned to me one night at dinner and she said mom why did God ask you to start a business and I I turned back to her and I just said well how do you feel when you do yoga and she immediately said, oh, I feel peace. And I said, that's right, dear one. In this world of so much discord and hate, God's asked me to spread peace. And that is my prayer, that we can get these tools to more and more teenagers, because the earlier that we can help teach our children how to self-regulate, how to have self-compassion, how to process their emotions and feel empathy for others, all these things, the more peace we can have. So yeah, I feel pretty passionate about spreading spreading this program and spreading yoga because it is a way that I have found so much peace in my life. And that's why I do this. This is why I'm waking up at the crack of dawn and spending hours, you know, prepping podcasts and yoga classes and reaching out to teenagers to join me on screen. I feel like we can make a difference one person at a time. 
That is my prayer, at least. Okay, so anyway, getting off my soapbox <laughs> and jumping into this episode. The other day, the kids and I were getting our hair cut out in Danville, this cute little town just west of where we live. And I took the youngest two out for a walk while the older two were getting their hair cut. We happened upon Dairy Queen and they were hosting free face painting, balloon animals, bubbles. They had a sandbox set up for kids, etc. It was so fun. And I took a picture and I posted it on my social to let other people know that they would be doing all this for a few more hours and that they should come and you know, take advantage of this awesome, free, fun activity, spontaneous. When you hear a new song by your favorite artist, or you have tried out the most amazing food at a restaurant, what do you do? You post about it, right? You want to share the love with people you love. When I discovered the perfect length of summer shorts one summer that fit every body type, I pretty much shouted it from the rooftops. I couldn't stop talking about it. People probably thought I was getting commission. You know, I have the same kind of reaction when I hear an inspiring podcast or a talk or I read an article that resonates with me, that uplifts me. I immediately think of people I believe could benefit from getting that information too. And every time I prepare a podcast, you know, I think of the people I love so much. And depending on how well I know a person or how open they are to receiving information, I might share it with them. Whether they ever read it or listen to it, etc., right? It's up to them. And if they say they are interested in their, by the way that they react or with their words. I respect that. It is my joy to share things that have uplifted and strengthened me. Problems arise, however, when I start thinking it is my job to uplift and strengthen others. Problems arise when we attach our worth to the outcome of our actions. Like, whether the person wants to receive it, whether it makes a difference in their life, whether they make changes, and so on. My intent could be so good. My heart could be so pure. And the fact remains, it is not my job to fix someone else. That's a hard one for parents. I know it's a hard one for me as a parent to remind myself again and again, it's not my job to fix someone, no matter how much I love them, no matter how much I think that it could help them. I can't attach my worth to the outcome of someone else's actions. Is there someone in your life that you feel like you need to fix? Be honest. Who's the first person you just thought of when I asked you that question? The way we see our children or our significant other is the way we treat them. 
and the way we treat them is who they will become. The way we see our children is the way we treat them, and the way we treat them is who they will become. If you see someone as a person you need to fix, the energy behind your actions and the tone behind your words is different. Today, I'm going to talk about why we feel the need to fix others, how it will benefit us to let go of trying to fix others, and how we move forward in a space of healing and serving people instead of fixing and saving people. Because there absolutely is a difference. Pina Chidden once said, Compassion is not a relationship between the healer and the wounded. It's a relationship between equals. This statement is so eye-opening for me. Without even realizing it, how often are we viewing people as less than us instead of our equals? Or we view them as wrong when we are absolutely right. So we attempt to fix them. Carl Jung once said, everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. Hearing this quote, I immediately thought of the movie The Kid that came out in the year 2000. Such a good family movie with Bruce Willis and Emily Mortimer in it. Willis is mysteriously confronted with his eight-year-old self who he looks at with such disgust and disdain, and he immediately starts to fix his younger self of all the things. But viewers quickly see it is because the grown-up Willis loathes himself and how he has tried to ignore and shut out any qualities from his younger self he is perceived as imperfect that that is the real problem and issue. Now, I'm not saying you or I loathe ourselves, and that's the only reason we try to fix others. There are a myriad of reasons why we try to fix. And as I was researching and reading up into this, it was fascinating to see how many of those reasons stem from childhood dynamics with our own parents, which one just goes to show how much we need to, as parents, think about how we are teaching and reaching our own children, and also how important it is for us to go and delve deep and really uncover things that maybe happened years ago that are still still affecting us today. Did we feel like we had to please others when we were children? Do we feel like we had to please others to be noticed, loved, and validated? Did you always think about another person before yourself? Like you were constantly worried about what they might say or what they might do or what their reaction would be if you said this or if you did that or made this decision? Did you feel like you needed to show a to-do list checked off, an award obtained, 
a grade earned or a game won to be worth loving? Do you now feel that way? Did you ever wonder if you were even lovable just for being you? Do you still wonder that? Now, as a parent, are we carrying on those dysfunctional thought patterns and those disempowering emotions to our own spouse relationships and our own children? These flawed beliefs do not need to rule your life. You have the power to shift your relationship, starting with shifting your mindset. And it's never too late. And it goes back to what we talked about in episode nine. Acknowledge, acknowledge there has been hurt. Acknowledge that we have been wrong. Here's the truth. We fixate on fixing others because we ourselves are not whole. But that's hard to hear. We don't want to hear that, especially as a parent, especially if we're a grandparent. We're supposed to be older and wiser and know more than our kids. We fixate on fixing others because we ourselves are not whole. Have you possibly become addicted to the validation and gratitude that comes with fixing others? Have you ever found yourself saying, after all I've done for you? Wade Mullen once said, when a person says, after all I've done for you, they are revealing that what they did for you was not for you at all but for their own need to control you. Their generosity was actually just a contract with hidden terms of compliance. Breach that contract and you become the problem. I remember the first time I read that quote years ago, it hit me like a ton of bricks. An interaction that had happened earlier that week between myself and my oldest, who was probably all around 10, played instantly before me. That 10-year-old had been ornery and resistant to a family activity that the rest of us wanted to do. And I remember saying, seriously, after all the things I've done for you this weekend alone, why can't you just do this one thing in return? And don't worry, I had gone on to list all the places I had driven him, the food I'd made for him, the laundry I'd done for him, etc., to just make sure the helping of guilt I was serving was a generous portion. And I remember reading that Wade Mullen quote and feeling so exposed as a horrible parent. I had absolutely tried to control my child. I didn't care about his wants or needs in that moment. I wanted him to see how wrong he was and how right I was. And I go back to what I said before. We fixate on fixing others because we ourselves are not whole. My relentless string of selfless mother sacrifices wasn't love as I used it as a weapon of control. It is easy to lose your identity as a caregiver, whether you are raising kids or perhaps in a codependent relationship. 
being a caregiver doesn't equal losing your identity or neglecting your own needs. And I saw in this scenario, as I reflected upon it, that I had let my own lack of setting boundaries as a caregiver exhaust me. And I lashed out in resentment. I want you to know that I absolutely apologized to him after realizing this. And I let him know I was in the wrong. How often do these things happen? Do you truly believe that it is important to have your own needs met? Do you honestly feel like you can be your true self? Do you experience giving and receiving in your current relationships? Are you creating healthy relationships that honor both you and the other person? If not, there may be this tendency to try and fix because we ourselves are not whole. We ourselves are feeling depleted or lacking. People are not projects that we need to work on to meet our own needs. Lisa E. Betts wrote a wonderful article in 2015 entitled, The Benefits of Letting Go of Fixing People. And there are five things from this article I wanted to share with you today. When we no longer focus on the problems we want to fix, we are able to see others in a kinder light. So that's one benefit of letting go of trying to fix others. Instead of focusing on those problems that we want to fix, we see them in a different way. Who do you tend to complain about the most? Who seems to irritate you or drive you crazy? We gain new appreciation for others when we stop trying to fix them. And when people are no longer our projects, then our success is no longer based on their actions. Thus, when they ignore our sage advice or continue on with their annoying habits, we don't take it personally. We let go. We let go of so much guilt responsibility, and frustration. Another reason to let go of trying to fix others goes back to that quote from Pima Chin that I shared about compassion. Instead of an unequal relationship of a broken person and a fixer, we have an equal relationship of two imperfect people who can interact with each other and share life together. Fourth, when you let go of trying to fix people, people know when we are investing our time in them because we care, not because we are hoping to change them. And this cannot be more true than our very own children. Oh, they see right through us. When you're more authentic, people will respond to that with trust, openness, and love. And when that trust forms, those teens or toddlers might actually listen to us. Another incredible benefit of letting go. It may not seem like a possibility with teens, but that other person in our life might 
ask for advice. And because they have initiated the conversation, they might even listen. So how, how do we move out of this space of fixing and saving others into a healthy space of healing and serving others? Corey Mascara once said, the more you save yourself, the less you feel the need to save others. And the more you serve others from a place of love and compassion, rather than inner emptiness that's looking for external validation, you break the savior complex cycle. When we are happy and whole, the energy behind our actions and the tone behind our words is different. Carol Tuttle once said, if you are breathing right now, there is a reason you are here. Your life is significant. Focus on creating a safe space for you to be your true self. Give yourself love and compassion. And in so doing, you create a safe space for your children to be themselves, for your significant other to be themselves. See the individuals you interact with every day as your equal, regardless of their age. And notice how much that changes your dynamic. Also, listen to understand instead of listening with judgment or criticism. Coach and guide to let them arrive at an outcome of their own making instead of controlling and manipulating them to arrive at an outcome you think should happen. I spent an afternoon jotting down all kinds of notes on this subject and I was feeling so inspired. Literally, not two hours later, I found myself trying to fix my son's behavior in kind of a chaotic social situation. In the moment, I spoke from what I thought was a good intention. But the guilt I felt as soon as this situation evolved let me know I was wrong. As I reflected on what I said and how I said it, I realized I had really come from, I am right, you are wrong, you should do this how I tell you to do this because I know better. And regardless of how benign the words were that I used, the message I conveyed with my tone was, you need to be fixed. I texted this teen as soon as it dawned on me how differently I could have handled that situation. I acknowledged I was wrong and I apologized. And wouldn't you know it, later that night, I tried to fix the situation with my other teen. In this case, my heart was hurting for her hurt. And I, thinking I'm so helpful, offered all kinds of suggestions with the best intentions. But again, as we continued talking, it dawned on me there I was again, trying to fix it for her and do it my way. Instead of letting her muster through it and figure it out on her own. In both cases, I felt very invested in the outcome because I was trying to fix something and I really wanted it to end positively. Of course we do. We love these people. But every time I take on their responsibility to make their own choices, 
to fix their own problems, I am robbing them of a chance to listen to their own inner voice and their own intuition. And I'm shielding them from natural consequences that they need to feel and go through. Both this practicing listening to their own gut and going on their own path will help them become more confident and independent humans. And isn't that what we really want to see for people that we love? Yes. Now, I could focus on the fact that after all these years, I keep falling short and I keep trying to fix. Or I could focus on the fact that I am starting to notice when I'm trying to fix quicker and acknowledge it without as much time passing. I'm going to do that. (laughs) I'm going to do that. That feels a lot more empowering to me as a parent. And I am proud of myself for noticing these things and having these conversations with my children so that they can notice when they're trying to fix others or when they are falling into this pleaser mode and not truly coming from a place of wholeness. Dave Willis once said, it's not our job to fix people. It's our job to love them even while they are broken. The fact is, we are all broken. There is one who can repair us and whose healing is always available. But that higher power is way above our human pay grade. So let's stop thinking it's our job to fix each other and focus more on trying to love each other. Thanks for listening in today. If what you heard resonated with you, let me continue to uplift, love, and inspire you through the online yoga classes I teach at ishawarriors.com. Isha Warriors is a -a one-of-a-kind platform created just for teens and accessible to the whole family. We offer chair yoga, beginner's yoga, all levels vinyasa and restorative, so yoga can meet you and your family's needs wherever you're at on your journey. If you enter in the code PODCAST30, that's podcast in all capital letters, 30, you'll receive $30 off the annual teen membership. The first week is free, so why wait another minute to bring more peace and confidence into your life? See you on the mat.